Hey, Connectors. A couple of weeks ago, the Friend Zone podcast referenced a listener letter from The Read about gentrification. Well, coming home to one of my other hometowns, it's been bittersweet seeing how much New Orleans has changed. New businesses, jobs, people, hey, Solange, are moving in, bringing new and revitalizing energy right where I used to live. Too bad I can hardly afford this new energy that's right where I used to live five years ago in undergrad. Nevertheless, seeing change means growth. So I'm believing for the best that New Orleans will never lose that beat. And what am I thankful for? Change, growth, and you. You connectors. You dedicated, connected the podcast listeners. Tell your cousins to listen so I can be thankful for them too. And I'm thankful for the awesome women from Less Than 100. If you're looking for a dime, these women are worth far more. I want you to get connected with a few artists. You already know what to do. Sit back, relax, let's get connected. With Rebecca Diaz and Miss Debbie Rusher here. Where are we? So we're on Aretha Castle Hill Boulevard, which is important to note um, because um, Aretha Castle Haley was this incredible pioneer of civil rights in New Orleans in the 60s. Um, this, this used to be Dryad Street, and that's where there was an shopping and it like this was supermarkets and retail, and it was one of the only places in the South in Louisiana, where black people could come and shop. However, they couldn't work here. So Aretha Castle Haley organized a boycott, Mm -hmm. and it was huge and instrumental in making sure that these businesses recognized you can't, we can spend our money here, but it doesn't count if you can't hire us. It doesn't, right. it doesn't matter. So, um, so this is it's an incredible neighborhood. It's there's incredible beautiful. history. Beautiful, yeah. It's awesome, and it's there's a lot of work being done to preserve that and make sure that that like gets carried through to businesses who come here and open, and that the neighborhood isn't like sacrificed. That that like that, that is not forgotten. The Aretha Castle Haley Business and Merchants Association met with us when we wanted to do it here and they made sure that we understood like recognize what you're coming into. It's mm-hmm. very important to maintain the integrity of what's happened here and that and so that's it's like an honor. Yeah. Yes. It's and like so amazing. It really is. This is a gorgeous building. Why are you here? Less than 100. Yeah, so Less Than 100 is an organization. It's a project that was started by um, this incredible graphic designer, designer of all things, um, Alana Schlenker, who's based out of Pittsburgh, which is where she did the first pop-up shop. It's a traveling pop-up shop designed to illustrate the gender wage gap. So the shop, when it existed in Pittsburgh and as it exists here in New Orleans, um, is filled with art by women artists, and there are two prices for everything, and that's to reflect the wage gap. So men pay 100% of the retail price, and women pay in uh, Louisiana, the wage gap is 66%. So women only pay 66% of the retail. Ah, take that, men. (laughs) And it's definitely... um, You know, it's supposed to be this sort of gimmick to get you in the door and to get you to get you thinking about the greater issues at hand. But also, it's a great way for these 
women to get their stuff sold, for these women artists to make their money and to bring about this issue and to get people talking. And it's definitely designed to create a dialogue. Oh, nice. um, you know, I, I'm not a legislator. I'm not going to be mm-hmm. politics. I, I won't, I, you know, so the change that I can enact besides voting on certain policies is like creating an awareness. That's right. my responsibility. And that's what, as a small like business owner, I, w- I want to do and is important to me. So that's what this, um, that's what this shop exists as. And it travels. It's not, um, you know, you can go to lessthan100.org to find out more. And if you want to create it in your own city, you absolutely can. There's, this is so this is awesome. That's so awesome. It's artists who are getting together and just saying, hey, this is not right. And funny enough, on mm-hmm. Saturdays, Amps Connected salute artists who are using their art to stand up against injustice. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an awesome yeah. thing to disconnect on just mm-hmm. from all over the world. There's been interest um, from some women in Sydney and Australia who want to do it. So awesome. uh, we're actually doing like a little Skype tour of this shop just nice. to show them. The, the great thing too is that there's no like, the, the parameters are the pricing structure and that's it. You can turn it into whatever you want. Alana has been who, you know, created it, but passed it on to Tammy Mercure and I to mm-hmm. kind of be in charge of in New Orleans. Um, she let it be what we wanted it to be for us, for our city, because we live in it. And so like, that's the great thing too. You can, it, wherever it goes, it, it functions nice. as it needs to for the, that city and the people in that city and the makers in that city. So it's, it's really cool. Not only are you sharing like the general concept? Mm-hmm. But when it's in Sydney, Sydney is bringing their culture mm-hmm. to something that's shared in America. Right. That is so awesome. It's it's totally it's it's a really rad concept, yeah. and it's and it's fun and it's great and it's you know it's not designed to you know it's <clears throat> you you can come in and we've had the like you know someone recognizes what's happening and they laugh about it and then we talk about it and it's not. You know, it doesn't come from, like, an angry anti-place. Right. It really comes from, like, hey, this is maybe you didn't think about it in this way. Yeah. Or, you know, you can say, oh, 66% the wage gap. But if you can physically see that on a price tag mm-hmm. and you understand, you can look and say, this notepad, the difference of $7. Like, yeah. for and, and the idea, too, is that this is, the wage gap exists. It, that number is for men and women doing the exact same job. It's not just because the industries are... It's the exact same job, exact same qualifications. Um, you know, in, in Louisiana, it's kind of interesting because we had Lelia Galland of Galland LLC, and she came and did a free salary negotiation workshop. And, you know, she was saying that, well, in Louisiana, you've got oil and gas industries, mm-hmm. and those jobs for men are higher paying. It's, you know, there's labor and risk, but it's a higher pay, it's a higher paying job to begin with. And a lot of women don't go into those jobs and especially the ones on ships and things like right. that. So there's that difference. So there, that creates part of the gap, but, but the actual thing is that men and women doing the exact same job, exact same level of education, mm-hmm. background, whatever it is, not making the same wage. That's where like the, the real like work has to be done. And you really have to ask and think about that. So it's, it's it's a fun thing, uh, fun in quotes. It's, a, it's you know it's a, like we're excited to be able to do it and also right. horrified that we have yeah. to do it. But it's great that it it's, it is it exists. Mm-hmm. This number didn't come out of nowhere. So like, what can we do? And especially as artists, and like, there's no reason that your art can't be like activism art. Like just yeah. because you make a beautiful thing, it 
sometimes like the idea of making if your resources are limited, that's incredible. Or, you know, I don't have an expensive camera, but I take mm-hmm. photos on my phone and that yes. means something. So like that, it's, it's, it's all important no matter what the format is. Or, right. Because this kind of lends to your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not, it's not only working and making whatever you make, but it's, it's having it be a part of your life. Mm-hmm. If this is a kind of thing that's important to me, then using it and, and using it in conjunction with others who are doing something, you know, and just, that's what I like so much about being here. Yeah, I'm not really so much, there was a time when I was really, really involved with the anti, you know, strong, loud, or whatever, because that was the thing at the time, like in the 70s or something, but, you know, now, I don't tend to lean towards that because, well, you know, I I just don't, you Mm -hmm. know, but that's not the way so much anymore, Mm -hmm. and to be able to actually be a part of a system that's and, and, and it's not even a system it's yeah. just like kind of a loose system it's just a conglomeration kind of right, thing right. That, that says look we really want to just get to thinking and while we're at it mm-hmm. <laughs> we're doing it the way we do it because this is you know as, as a collective you know, yeah. it's just like an, and that's how I feel like I intersect in this it's mm-hmm. like I and Shonda it's just like not even just but I finally get to be a part of this yeah. too not just my work, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, where I can be often disappeared because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very, very involved with more than just my work. I'm sorry, guys. I am horrible at introducing people. Sometimes 10 minutes, 15 minutes into the interview, I'm like, you know, what's your name? You didn't right. tell us who you are. You so, who you okay. Speaking okay, I did. Okay, good. Yes, you um, did. Miss Debbie, tell us who you are, where you're from, and tell us about your business. Okay. Or tell us about your artistry. <laughs> Which they're both kind of interconnected. I am Debbie Rusher of Shanga Designs. And Shanga Designs is... Shanga. Shanga, yes. It's so beautiful. And Shanga is a Swahili word hmm. that means bead. Okay. And, and actually, I, everything in my world, everything in my world has a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I have a lot of synchronicity that works in my life so things happen and I see connections with it and then I make it kind of like I see it that way where it kind of goes into this and into that an old Swahili textbook for I took Swahili when I was in college and um, university actually and I thought it was the coolest thing and it's one of the things that I did actually kind of remembering brought some pieces of it into my the rest of my life you know Mm -hmm. and um, as a class and the book fell off the shelf when I was looking for the name of my business. So it's just like, oh, that's you know, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. like, that's it, like, it wasn't right exactly to the page, but it was like, the book is like jumping at me, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I look, I mean, I was like really kind of trying to figure out the name of my business because I wanted to business, make Shanga into a more of a business so that mm-hmm. I could... I tend to be the kind of person because, again, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of more concept and construct, and that's how I really think. Mm-hmm. So I had to solidify what I was doing so that I can monetize it, so that yeah. I can make sure that because otherwise, just like so many things in our world, you know, it's just people will accept it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they won't pay for it, you know, mm-hmm. and they won't. And it's part of my world to show not only that there's equity in this, but that. There's exchange. It's, mm. it, it can be money, mm. but money is a form of exchange. You right. have to exchange energy. You have mm-hmm. to exchange for these things. Mm-hmm. That's to me like a holy thing. That's the wholeness of what happens. Mm-hmm. 
And so if I make something and I put my love and my time and my energies and my work and all the things that I know that I'm putting in to a piece, it should be exchanged properly. Right. You know, and that's where the wage gap becomes a problematic situation. And Mm -hmm. that's another reason why, you know, it's important for me to have Shanga be here. Because mm-hmm. it's like, wait, this this speaks to that, yeah. You know, because again, it, that is our exchange in America at this time is coinage, American dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not always be that way, but even if it isn't, it's still that construct that we owe each other a recognition and a we owe that. That's 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 moving energy, and mm-hmm. to keep that energy moving it has to flow. You have to exchange. And the way we do that and what we do that with is money. Right. Yeah. It's interesting like, because when you when you talk about it, like it's it's funny because money is like the physical thing, but the idea is that you 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 make money by like exerting effort, by putting time into something. So it's kind of funny because when you talk about the exchange of like, I'm going to give you money for this thing you've made, what it really is saying is that my time is worth your time. Exactly. Like I my the eight hours I worked mm-hmm. to make this, you know, hundred dollars. I am now giving to you, and that eight hours of my day is worth the eight hours that you put, you know, the whatever. Yes, that's kind of an interesting yes way which to look is at that it. whole thing about that equity, yeah. which, you know, for so long we've, we've accepted in equity, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and, and, you know, graciously or ungraciously, angrily or not mm-hmm. angrily, you know, knowingly or not knowingly, but that's one way, that's, this is, that's one reason why I think having art be... And, and, and especially, as I see a craft, mm-hmm. art, at fine craft, um, be involved with something like this because that, there's a big disconnect there and this is obviously a way yeah. to show. So there's a really great synergy mm-hmm. in, in having it be through, especially, once again, uh, craft, which is you know, really done very much with the hands and mm-hmm. is a functional thing. I spent my work energy, my time. Yeah, you know, I worked to make make this. Mm-hmm. You know? Or even like as a singer, I know people will be like, "Hey, can you come sing?" Sure. All right. So, how much? I'll give them a price, and then it's like, oh. Well, I just thought maybe I would pay you this much. Yeah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> let's go back. Like, if you had to go to the store and had to get, you know, prepared mm-hmm. for this event, and then I need deodorant, which I don't know if you've read this, there's a study that says that women's products are more expensive than men's products. Oh, I'm so And not it's like, surprised. it's yeah. like the same exact thing. Like, I can use men's deodorant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I may smell a little like you know what we would, like, old spice yeah. you know <laughs> just smell a little burly but mm-hmm. i would pay less if i smell like old spice than baby powder the baby, yeah. yeah and it's like and like the idea is that like and and you don't have it you have to use these beauty products mm-hmm. because it's expected of you to right. do that to put this eyeliner on your face or to like or to to smell this certain way right. so you your scented deodorant and there's some mm-hmm. of, yeah. some of these products that absolutely are only women need them one of the really neat things too i mean it's this thing that i'm like this campaign that i'm starting to see a lot and again this is this is like you know indicative of how how fortunate I am that if I need to go buy feminine care products, mm-hmm. I can do that. That's, I have, you know, my, my box of tampons is $14. I can go to the store and right. buy whatever. But, 
you know, there's this thing that's happening now where they're encouraging women to take, like, take an old handbag that you don't mm-hmm. need and you fill it with a toothbrush and toothpaste and feminine care products. Mm-hmm. And the next time you see a, wom- a, a woman on the streets who yeah. is living on the streets, give her that bag. You know, and you don't think about, like, my God, like, what does somebody, you know, like, so it's this whole thing of, like, I never even thought, I never even thought outside of. And so one of the, I mean, it's, and, like, shame on me for not thinking about it before. Thank you to somebody for bringing, bringing it to, it to my attention. Yeah. And so it's, it, that's sort of the great thing, too, is that, like, suddenly, like, we're all able to, we can recognize and talk about and think about these things that, I, you know, that wasn't my experience. I didn't have to worry about that. I've never mm-hmm. had, you know, it's, and, and being able to talk about those things and that like, it's, it's actually really exciting to, and in the same way with the shop, I've never like been involved in any sort of like activism in such a, in such a big way. It's my, mm-hmm. this is my, you know, and in, in a way that kind of like you, I like, I haven't, it's never felt like a, something I've been I've had to do or whatever. I've never had to, I've thought I've never had to negotiate for my own salary. I've Mm -hmm. I've worked retail. It's it's minimum wage. It is what it is. Even though that's a whole other discussion (laughs) that is happening right now. Yeah. Fair workers demand a, you know, a fair wage. Can I just survive? Right. And so, I mean, it's, it's great. And to be able to say like, and just because my interest is something is quote unquote superficial, if if you will, as like fashion or shopping Mm -hmm. or like but there's actually power in it and what you can use it for. And it's, it's great. We had, um, one of the artists that we have in the shop is this incredible, incredible, um, woman. Her name is Osa Atoy. She makes an incredible zine called Shotgun Seamstress and it focuses on women of color in punk music. Nice. And, um, and she's also been working with ceramics and so she does pottery. She has a home studio. She sets up. And she has really, really incredible, functional, beautiful pottery. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's really important to her. She can can say, I I want a beautiful, functional thing, but there can still be, like, activism behind it. And -hmm. and, And she loves that she can participate. I mean, she said last night, you know, that she enjoys that she can participate in something that is doing a small part to, like, further social justice and, and things like that. So it's just cool. There's yeah. so many really great elements to it. And, and yes, well, you know, nothing gets done, you know, massively mm-hmm. really. That's mm-hmm. not how our world operates, nor is that how progress really goes. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, adding your piece, adding yeah. your part of your role, your piece, and just doing that and continuing to do that. Sorry. <laughs> I realized what it's you were okay. saying. <laughs> um, but it's really, I'm just it, comfortable it, now. That's all a part of recording and just being in the moment. I know that I'm recording on my iPhone. This is a five. It's all fun. Just, yeah. Exactly. Whatever. You know, I mean, I, I was all like that. She was getting comfortable. Yeah, I'm like, get comfortable, please. I'm happy. This is fun. Um, but, you know, um, change doesn't really i mean we're in a per- periods mm-hmm. of time create huge massive change mm-hmm. but that doesn't really get to be recognized in its fullness until later mm-hmm. you know people I, I remember thinking and saying for quite some time it's becoming more solidified now but people who were in the renaissance period mm-hmm. or in the beginning of the renaissance period they didn't know they were in the beginning of the renaissance right. period that you know they were just doing what they did right and and everybody fed off of it and everybody was just kind of part of it and they just added their part did yeah. everybody do that yes probably 
um, mm -hmm. to one extent or another. And there would be those people who are recognized for whatever kind of role they have to play, but mm -hmm. everybody adds their piece. And exactly. Part, you know, um, you know, even if it's just baby crying and somebody gets inspired <laughs> by it, you know, yeah. whatever yeah. that part is. You know? Yeah. And the thing is, is that that it certainly wasn't recognized as being such a significant time until mm -hmm. later. Exactly. You know, and so we're in that. I do think that we get to, some people get to recognize that, oh, wait a minute, we're in as significant a time right. as, as any other significant period. But the thing is, is that still each of our parts, each of our bits, yeah, we can recognize it, and we, but making sure that we just don't get right. too worried about it. Because mm -hmm. the thing is, is like, yeah, my current thing, though, within all of this is to remind folks that this is a continuum, though. Right. You know? That's why it's so important just to live in the moment. Yeah. And even like you artists, Rebecca, mm -hmm. uh, you're a business owner. Mm -hmm. You sell clothes. Mm -hmm. or what, what is it? It's, I mean, I... I mean, right now, the, the easiest thing to facilitate is, like, I sell vintage secondhand clothes, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that, like, that's easy and accessible for me to find, but I want to parlay it into being able to, like, buy work from artists and sell it that way. So I want to have right. a shop where, like, I, the same way that this one does, where mm -hmm. it's print artists and textile artists and zines and ceramics and mm -hmm. buttons and patches and novelties. I mean, just... An all-encompassing shop, which yeah. you know, a lot of people are like. It seems like it seems so like a lot big. of stuff, but yeah. like it, it works. It this it works in your head. You see it, right? It makes total sense. Yeah. It's not crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right, and like, like and that yes. like also the 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 idea. So the the shop, this business that I have is Six Impossible Things, which is like this quote from Alice in Wonderland, mm -hmm. where. Alice is telling the Queen of Hearts that something is impossible and the Queen of Hearts says, I've believed as many as six impossible things before mm. breakfast. And it's just this idea of like these things that, I mean, and part of that is a constant reminder to myself of like, oh, am I, am I, am I doing this? I guess I am because yeah. I've set up a shop and people are coming in and, you know, like creating this thing that even I've thought was impossible or just like how am I gonna make this happen right. so the same idea the stuff that's in the shop maybe doesn't make sense but here it comes or the things that happen the relationships that happen in a shop or how people use it that people might not understand on paper but suddenly in action Boom, oh there it is. I know I have had that epiphany yeah. mm -hmm. I was actually quite distressed thinking before I got yeah. fully in here yeah. thinking that then my work was going to actually be discounted 66% mm -hmm. and I was getting really upset and scared and worried mm -hmm. that kind of the perpetuation that that thinking was not really fully developed. Shame on me for not, <laughs> because the thing is, is that, you know, it's just like it kind of made me aware of my own um, blindnesses. Yeah. You know, of, well, geez, well, just because I couldn't think of it mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or see how it could work doesn't mean somebody else didn't. And, and that's been neat. And that kind of brought me to thinking of, of when you said shame on me for, you know, the thing is, is we can only know what we know. Mm -hmm. And we, and and we and, and another can only know what they know. Mm -hmm. And the big deal is, is that there's there's no shame in that. 
it's almost like my mom used to always say that would it's not it's not a shame there's no shame in not knowing something it's like continuing to not to know. not yeah. to and know and, and allow yourself Maya Angelou said it best when you know better you do better and that's why I am so excited about this project that y'all are doing connecting mm-hmm. like you were saying like you vi- envisioned you know this happening and this artist selling this and it's here so mm-hmm. I'm guessing this is your baby it actually really is a mix and this is the other really cool thing too is that working with Alana and Tammy I've, I've, I've never in my I think the last time was like high school theater I was telling somebody like I've never worked with another group of people big or small where every person was really really mm-hmm. like absolutely essential and like brought something to the table that the other person could not do without and yeah. I don't even think we all necessarily knew it until it came That's, to fruition that mm-hmm. is life in itself mm-hmm. You doing your thing that you're supposed to do so this other person person can do what they are supposed to do. And And even if that means facilitating the area, uh, facilitating the idea, or just saying, hey, I have this that Mm -hmm. you can use. It's and and that's what's like that is what's really cool. It it like so Alana, Tammy, and I, we each had resources, artists, people we knew, people we liked. I went on, like, Facebook, and I said, like, hey, guys, who knows an artist that they would love to see in a shop? Mm -hmm. Who knows somebody locally? And I, you know, and one of the things was I really did try, because New Orleans is important, but there's also Lafayette, there's Shreveport, there's Hattiesburg, there are these... So, like, regional was important, too, and we didn't get... We didn't get a ton of response from outside of it. was just hard, and I think people weren't sure what we were doing or didn't have a thing to see from it, and so that's fine. Um, but, like, so Tammy and I each, we either known people because Tammy's a photographer, so she knows people. I knew people. I asked friends, and then Alana had friends that she's worked with, a lot of whom are artists from, you know, she's got people from... Houston, people from Portland, people from New York, you know, all around, and we um, we wanted to, we really wanted to make it as local as we could, because there is, like, an abundance of local art and artists, and especially, like, a lot who, one of the things that's really interesting, I think, I find, in, is that you tend to only hear about the same people all the time in mm-hmm. New Orleans, and it's a twofold thing. Part of that is because there are people who make things who just don't have the means or the time or the resources to like do more with it. Mm-hmm. And that's not their fault. They, who's got time to make their business Instagram when they right. can't even, you know, like you're working a job. You don't have time right. to like take a good photo to post and have enough yeah. money to buy the computer. To buy the computer. Exactly. And mm-hmm. all of that. And so one of the things that's important, you know, that, that was really important was like I, I wanted to give people the opportunity to see their stuff in a shop context, not in a farmer's market, you know, not like in a market context or in a, oh, I'm selling to family and friends or, you know, putting it online. And I wanted you to see it in a physical space and see it next to, I mean, one of the really cool things is we've had a couple of local artists who've recognized other artists' work. And um, one of the artists in here, her name's Sam Randolph. She has a, a company called Little Histories. She does these drawings of buildings in New Orleans. And, um, and she was really excited because she saw work from a designer she really respects named Keitra. Okay. And she was like, I can't believe I'm in a shop and my stuff's on the same shelf as Keitra's. Oh, you know? And, like, that's what's oh, so... Isn't yeah. that, I mean, and, like, to me, that was ultimately, like, the... Like, that's the moment I want. I want yeah. someone to understand, like, these artists to see, like... 
there's no reason that your stuff couldn't be it could be on a shelf in Neiman Marcus if you yeah. wanted. It could be it could be just from your house. Maybe it's a, maybe you, maybe this is an exercise and you learn you don't want to do this because it's too much. It's yeah. too you know it's you want to keep it a hobby and fun. But like, but you and, and like the other thing too is that like my background is in retail. It's the only thing I've ever known. I didn't go to college. I like got out of high school and then just kind of straight went straight to that and. I'm, hold on. I am so happy y'all are just like <laughs> ask, answering all of my questions. Oh, I have crazy. like this. <laughs> just like thanks for taking over. Yeah, just no, this, yeah thanks. Totally. This has yeah, been this great. <laughs> the nature of, of, of actively active this. I was like, I'm so nervous. I don't know how to. Yes, I do. They're just doing it themselves. Thank you. I mean, well, and like, like even that, and Debbie and I were talking about this is like, so these are kind of two points that I just, I think are really important that like Rebecca Diaz feels like is really important to associate (laughs) with. And that's the first is that you know, the idea of putting together a shop. I got very lucky with the space. I knew the woman who was renting the space. Again, this space is gorgeous. It's really it's, cool. Yeah, it's, this is it's, really nice. How long How long are y'all going to be here? We're, we're just here for a month from, uh, we opened November 3rd and we were here until the 30th. Okay. Um, and one, like, one of the really cool things is that when we did, we, we got grant funding from the Platforms Fund, um, and they they do, they had they actually just got a lot of money to. They're doing. I think they're choosing eight different groups to give forty thousand dollars to. Nice. Um, and so we were able to take our money to pay for things like insurance, to pay people who do workshops, to pay the all the art in the store. The, the sales go directly back to them. Wow. Um, we take the credit card processing fee, and that's it. Um, so it's also like this, it, there's no risk in putting your stuff in the shop. And if it doesn't go, then it doesn't go. But if right. it goes, it goes to you. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things is that like, I think the, the resources that I've used have just been other women in business, mm-hmm. friends of mine. I had, you know, the fixtures in here are fixtures from my house, but they're also from a woman who owns a shop. And I said, Hey, can I? I need some display stands. Can I borrow some of these? And she mm-hmm. said, yes, absolutely. And oh, nice. so the idea of like, you know, I, I kind of want people to know like you, you could set this up. A shop like this could exist anywhere with whatever resources you have. You can, you could, there's nothing that I did that's any, like I didn't, I, I guess it's just like, again, approachability and accessibility are so important to me. So like mm-hmm. that's important. And also to not be afraid in the same way of like, trying a thing and and it failing like right. failure like I, it's really important we were talking about this in with language and that like failure failure doesn't have to be bad failure just means it didn't work I, it's called <laughs> a life sabbatical I've been on one well I'm off it now but I went on a life sabbatical mm-hmm. and I refuse to call that period a, fa- a, yeah. a failure I get to take the bar again mm-hmm. so it's like okay now what can I do between now and when I take the bar again, oh, mm-hmm. life sabbatical. Yeah. And I am so happy to have just been able to sit back and refocus. And mm-hmm. that's when Amps Connected was birthed. Failure is not always a bad thing. And it's, I mean, it's like, and things things may not work. You try a thing out and it doesn't go anywhere. Someone doesn't mm-hmm. buy anything from you at a market. Right. That's not a failure. Like, you, you, you tried a thing, it didn't work. You just try it again. Maybe you need to change something. I think you were saying earlier, yeah. yeah, earlier you were talking about um, shifting the shop around. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so interesting how just little changes can mm-hmm. make you... Boom. Yeah. Um, and it's like being being okay with that. Being okay to like 
I, I, I really like transparency. Mm-hmm. I like to be as honest and as open and as like because that's what people want. Yeah, they right? just and like and and there's I love I love like personally I'm really interested in like. I'm interested in process. I want to watch a thing and start and watch its shaky beginnings right. until it becomes a more solid foundation. Mm-hmm. I like to watch somebody's logo change a thousand times because it ha- it's not just right yet. It's not right. And then right. suddenly it gets right. That's so cool because that's – I don't – the idea of, like, this finished product that, that is presented to me and is perfect, I don't really have interest in that. I can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be – there's always going to be, like, food in my teeth I didn't realize. <laughs> and it's the same idea, like, in execution. Like, I, I don't – I'm I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to accept that my ideas aren't always going to work. I'm going to want to put someone in, you know, and that's and that's okay. And I have to be okay. I've tried to open a shop in other spaces. I've tried markets. I've tried things, and they don't always work. And it's like I want to make sure that that everybody feels like that can be a safe place too. Like mm-hmm. it is a safe place to make that mistake. Right. Like you have to, that's just, I just feel like those are that's so important. And you just have to learn how to adjust. And again, head. like the, the idea of you, you find, you know, when you know better, you do better. Right. And the only way you know better is like you do it and it doesn't work. And then, you know, exactly. better. So it's just like all that stuff is really connected. And exactly. That's important. And it's not time limited. Mm-hmm. You could be 900 years old. Yep. Okay, exactly. Oh, <laughs> like one of my ways, but you can. You can be nine hundred years old, and yeah. you can still keep on trying. If you take nine hundred years of trying, or ninety, or eighty, or fifty, yeah. right? Fifty years of trying, you've tried a whole lot, so yeah. you've also refined a whole yeah. lot, you know. Yeah. And so it doesn't really. I think that's one of the things that um that in this great time of of things coming about and really kind of shifting ideas of, of how relating to ideas in different ways, it, it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. if you're 10 mm-hmm. or if you're 60 or yeah. 90 or 70. I think that that's an important thing to keep Absolutely. keep keep in thing, you know, because it's just like there is such huge energy of this changeant kind of situation of everything right now. Mm-hmm. and But there is still things get built upon past things get jangled but there's a continuity there is Mm -hmm. a continuity and there's a continuity in what we may call that that failure success ratio I mean it's just like there's a continuity you can't yeah you can't be successful without failing you can't be failing unless you have a goal success you know Mm -hmm. unless you have a vision your vision of these beautiful beads your beads are absolutely gorgeous you have your earrings on now yeah, I have a pair of yeah. earrings on. Yeah, they're gorgeous. I'm without them. Um, thank you. Um, okay. How long, the, how long have you been in the business? That is not the way the question would really actually. Be okay, because. you are so right. <laughs> Excuse me. No, how no, long? no. I mean, that's not that's not an indictment. The thing is, is that like most craft artisans, at least, mm-hmm. and probably most artists all at completely. And I think there's a little bit of artists in everybody. It's just finding it. Um, yeah, please is, forgive is, me. No, because no, I, do, no, not, not I, I, think, I think it's mm-hmm. not. It's not because I think it's about sharing your passion. And so, what my question should have been was, how long have you um, known this passion of creating these gorgeous, beautiful of things beads? with beads? Yeah. Ah, very specifically, mm-hmm. I did not. I stayed away from working with beads. I've, I've crafted all my life. I'm one of those people who sat with their grandmother, and the grandmother taught them to to do things. This is I'm from Maine originally, okay. and there's a long and and very deep New England history of of kind of um, crafting, 
you know, whether it's making nets or making boats. Since I, I making... know absolutely nothing about Maine except the clam chowder. Yeah, that's that is a definite part of are New you, England. Are you from New England? I'm from Baton Rouge, but okay. I went to Loyola. Because I was gonna say it's definitely like the New Orleans, like the New Orleanian Association is like, oh, I know about the food. In the yeah, Netherlands. yeah, right. Talk to you about very that. funny. You know, that's very funny. I, I can never, tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I know the food, which yeah. is <laughs> not that many much food. You're from Maine. Are you from here, Rebecca? I was born in New Orleans, grew up in Los Angeles, moved back to New Orleans. Well. Five or six years ago. Okay. Like six, maybe six years ago. Okay. Now that I've taken care of that, I, I told <laughs> yes, you, I am horrible. No, I'm horrible with like introducing people, letting the other people know where everyone's from. I, I think it's I really just... a great, great form to be um, comfortable. You okay. Know? Yeah, you know, comfortable. I, I, think, um, I think that's a actually has a level of professionalism if one is comfortable in just being comfortable about yeah. how okay. that goes in the flow. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. You know, okay. it really is. Because Thank I, you. I think that there are many, many times when one is, you become exceedingly aware that you're being interviewed. When yeah. everything is in an order. And then it's just like, oh my God, am I going to like mess up the order of things? And oh my yeah. God, you know, it's like, yeah. and, the, and but it, it can be very, very much more liberating and, and that would defeat the purpose of connected the podcast. Yeah. It's all yes. about just connecting. Like, <laughs> exactly. no, that, you're just trying to get to the meat yeah, of it. Like, the just, details. How, how are you? You know, you know how's life? How's exactly. life? Right. That's, you know? that's it. How is it being you? And I just want to get to know you. And I want you, the people listening to connected the podcast, to know you. So that's, Thank you. that's why. So I didn't want to do anything with beads and bead work. For the longest time, because everybody beads, as far as I thought and knew, you know, and I'm, you know, kind of culture culture is like, I don't want to do what everybody else does. Mm, So I had to wait until I actually, and and it was half conscious and mostly unconscious, but um, I just, like my guides always do to me, you know, I, I, well, I don't bead, (laughs) you know, it's like, Oh, yes, I craft, but I don't be, you know, and I haven't had this attitude about it. <laughs> and I always get to hear, like, these, like, guides of mine kind of laughing in the background. Going, <laughs> that's going to come and get you. Right, that's <laughs> what he thinks. I'm just waiting just until like, yeah, right, you. Yeah, right? And s- certainly it did. Um, I, I was able and, uh, again, synchronously found French flower beading, which is a very, very specific form of, of beadwork and bead techniques. And um, it's a craft, a very beautiful craft, that has a very long and old history that mm. nearly died. I mean, mm. it, it, there are so few people in the, in the world who French flower bead. I was stalking her before mm-hmm. the interview, and I saw the flowers. They are gorgeous. Yeah. I love white tulips, and I envision a room with white tulips, and I would love a vase of French beaded flowers or yes, tulips and tulips and and actually one of the first flowers that I ever sold to mm-hmm. someone they ended up actually being what really are fleur-de-lis mm-hmm. oh, and sure. this person wanted purple green and gold I am so not a flower girl uh-huh. I am so like I don't I know what daisies are you know uh-huh. I'm like because I love daisies and that'd be about it you know and I know what roses are but anything else I have no idea mm-hmm. so thank god for google like you said <laughs> we've been sort of saying I mean I run to google if somebody says um my law professor know, would say the googler yes exactly <laughs> you know it's just the best and google images like save my butt what's fascinating with the 
French flower beading is that historically it was made, um, these flowers were made um, out of beads that were usually like left over from royals. Seamstresses would, would make these royals um, gowns and things and they beat elegant. them. You know, with with more standard, um, what we would consider standard kind of bead work. You know, bead embroidery, etc. And but beads, unlike a lot of people's thinking, because of manufacturing, beads have always been special, mm -hmm. and they've not been cheap. They're, they 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 were special, and they they were not just thrown to be thrown away. Mm -hmm. And so any extra beads. You know, um, these these instruments had a, a, a reason or need to figure out something else to do with them because you just didn't throw them out. Mm -hmm. And in their amazing <laughs> crafting abilities, they came up with making these flowers, and then they would like give them or or whatever kind of gift them because it was very much to do at the time. This is like fifteen hundreds, sixteen hundreds. Um, to the church, mm -hmm. and so that they would have these beautiful bouquets of flowers that would be at, on the altars, etc. Okay, and um, and so there's a strong historic bond between French flower beading and yeah. European, um, not just cathedrals of France, but also England um, and Scotland and Wales, of course, because of that mm -hmm. um, ties. Because these bouquets or these flowers would actually be given to the church and then, you know, um, That's awesome. and kept. And because yeah. the church has always been, like, very, very good at preserving things and keeping mm -hmm. things, they've been able to have these amazing pieces of art, um, even though they weren't considered art, it, because it was, like, peasant and working mm -hmm. women who were making, were making them and donating them and giving them to the church. But there's also, because of that very same thing, um, French beaded flowers have, um, have have a history with um, funerary practices and, mm -hmm. and ceremonial mm -hmm. church practices. And so, um, and over time they've, they've had this, but when I found it in the nine, like the <clears throat> mid-90s, yeah. it was very nearly a, a dead craft. Like people, very few people knew how to yeah. do it. And I was very, it was like synchronous. I found this woman on TV. I turned the TV on, and she was displaying her beadwork, and I was just like, "I have to do that." I, I just, I had to actually call the station to get her name to find out oh, anything wow. about her. Because it was like none of that information. That was like the moment. For it was you. like I was. This just, is it. And you know, it was the end of it was the end of her segment. Wow. You know, and, and on this show, it was you know, and she had already been talking. She'd given her name and everything else, but. I called it only at the end because that's all I needed to do was to see these flowers. Now, again, I'm not really a flower woman. Mm -hmm. And the technical, te the traditional techniques, the flowers are very floppy, smallish, and they're cute, and they're very, very elegant and very Victorian and just very lacy looking mm -hmm. and stuff. And that's so not me. That's how she taught the more traditional way. She had classes. And so I took a couple of them. Oh, cool. And I don't even normally do that. I'm like... Classes for artwork and things for, for, yeah. for, for crafting. Uh, I did it. You know, it's just like I even paid her for it. Yay. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and it was just like, but that exchange really meant something. And um, because I, but then my husband and I were scheduled and we did need to. I only took a couple of classes because we were Is this back to New in, Orleans. Was we lived in Dallas at the time. Oh, okay. And then we were, we were 
it was our call to New Orleans was was there. It was our time in Dallas was up, mm-hmm. and but I had already found this work, so I got to actually bring it to New Orleans. And because she wasn't really there to like consult, you know, because I moved away, yeah. I got to do. I got to modify it mm-hmm. the way I needed to, you know, right. just move from that. So I have what I call contemporized mm-hmm. the craft in mm-hmm. that um, the flower, my flowers are not. You know, cute. <laughs> You're not like dainty. little dainty yeah. Victorian kind of things. They're more like me. They're a lot more. But they're gorgeous. Cool. Yeah, they're gorgeous. And it's funny that um that you like found, you found a craft that has to do with like you found this thing with beads, yeah. and that you moved to a city that once right. a year takes beads and elevates That's, them yeah. to a whole other status. Yeah. You know, I mean, the synchronicity <laughs> is off the chain. Right. And, was, and neither yeah. would I have ever really probably moved to making, taking those techniques of making flowers mm-hmm. and make them into tiaras any place except maybe Europe or mm-hmm. New Orleans, right, anywhere right. in the country. <laughs> you, you know? I was thinking, I've been around Mardi Gras beads yeah. literally since I was a year old, and now I'm like, oh, it's just another Mardi Gras bead, who cares? And the and, way you also talk about, like, these were beads when these, you know, seamstresses were using them. They were discarded mm-hmm. bits. So these women taking the resources they had available to them. Yes. <laughs> and like. And doing something really yeah. wonderful with it. Yeah. yeah. You know. Which is, it's just so, it's like, and again, these are people who didn't even realize that they were sort of setting a tone for yeah. women yes. centuries later. to like right. Centuries later. And, and so then cool. what we get to do with them, because now I do, I do make flowers still, mm-hmm. and, and I, I like to, but I don't tend to, I make something that's much more contemporary. Mm-hmm. The earrings, or, the, the, the tiaras. Would you like. say contemporary, or do you think of it as you just being yourself and putting your eye, your vision into what was? No, because they didn't make tiaras. Well, yeah, not the tiaras, <laughs> but... They, they didn't make tiaras out of beads. Mm. You know, so... Um, I think... I think that's part of the progression. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, earth-shaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe in time, my work will be recognized as part of a progression that, that, that is a big contribution. Definitely so. Because, again, I, I, you know, I get to take this beating form and change its function. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because, again, th- yeah, they did make the, the gowns. Mm-hmm. And, they weeded the gowns and then used the beads for the flowers. That now I'm taking the flowers and putting it back into royal dress, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> you exactly. know, in a way which I never really thought about. But you know, and 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 also I, I definitely make the tiaras as a form of getting people, especially women, to think about their own self work. And once again, it comes right back to the same thing you're kind of doing here. You know, mm-hmm. this is like, and just trying to. Maybe someone will think about it. Maybe they will think that, oh my goodness, I've got this tiara on, and I don't have to be, you know, a Windsor. You know, I am me, and I'm cleaning my toilet, but I'm still the queen of my house. You know what? That truck was just so rude. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the beauty, again. That's exactly. (laughs) Because, you know, we're sitting in the shop, the doors are open, and this is like real life. Today's crash day. Yeah. Thank you, truck. Come on, Tim. Because Tammy's Tammy, you have to pop in. 
Tammy Merker. We are at a traveling pop-up shop. Yeah. So, Tammy Merker, I was also stalking you before this end interview. Um, you're a pretty awesome lady. Oh, thank you. So, while you're sitting here, um, quickly just, or not quickly, or however long you can stay popped in. Oh, well <laughs> um, yeah, just tell us about yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm a photographer, and um, I, I guess I'm obsessed with the shop right now since I'm in the middle of it, but uh, kind of one of the things I'm really enjoying is for photography, um, to me it's always a people thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm approaching people on the street and like telling them, this is what I love about you, can I take your portrait? Oh. <laughs> and, and kind of interacting with people, and mm -hmm. so... Um, for me, the shop is just really a different way to interact with people, and it's been the best kind of exhausting mm -hmm. going home every day because all day, um, and I like I can't compliment Rebecca enough on what like a, an it's, amazing, comfortable it space is she's amazing. made, where people feel comfortable to come in and share mm -hmm. things, and I'm super happy to be the person at the front desk to yeah. like share with to them share what with, the shop's yeah. about, and then have them. Tell, tell me something about like a work experience or something that is bothering them at the moment, and and I think that's it's my favorite thing about yes. it's my favorite thing about women is like you can share an experience mm -hmm. that has negative connotations, but just by sharing, it becomes a positive bond between two people, and I think some of our coolest conversations have been like, this is the world we exist in. Right. We're not going to pretend it's not this way. Mm -hmm. How do we exist in that? What are we choosing to do and choosing to not do? Mm -hmm. And then what do we want to change and kind of push on? Right. Because uh, like we had this negotiation workshop, and uh, Lelia, who led it, like I loved her so much because she kept saying, like, I'm not going to tell you, like, there's books that say, don't say you're sorry. Like, right. women say they're sorry too much. She's mm -hmm. like, I choose to say I'm sorry. Like, mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Like, don't don't listen to anything that tells you this is the right way or this is the wrong way. Like, forge your own path. And, right, like, be you. Know, <laughs> know that it's a choice and, mm -hmm. like, make the choice mm -hmm. and do mm -hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's all of a valid We talked before just about being you and doing your purpose and that's yeah. how you will thrive that's how she yeah. will thrive that's how the world will be around and i think it's interesting that you said that you'll ask people just randomly hey or yeah. tell people i like this about you yeah. can i take your picture and usually people will say yeah sure no problem okay this is i rarely get a no yeah because it's more about you just saying let me connect with you this yeah. is what i see about you and nine times out of ten they're gonna be like Okay, sure. Why not? I would say it's more nine hundred ninety-nine out of a thousand. Wow. Yes. And it's on the the occasion that somebody tells me no, I'm, I've never been offended because that's why I'm asking. Mm -hmm. And okay. And then mm -hmm. usually they have a reason that they come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where when I I asked the guy one day and uh, he was sitting with his daughter during it was like a fiddler's festival and he was sitting with his daughter in his truck and the light was hitting him really beautifully mm -hmm. and so I was like light's really gorgeous in the truck do you mind if I take a portrait and he was like no and I was like oh no problem have a great rest of your day and took off and he found me like mm -hmm. a half an hour later and he was like you know I was sitting there and I saw the light then and I oh. understood why you wanted to take the portrait and I'm like oh and he's like do you want to go and I was like 
if I run into you again and it's right, I'll definitely Actually, ask. But like, it's so flattering that you yeah. found me, and I appreciate it. Yeah. And then um, to bring it back to New Orleans with the shop, like I do see so many similarities with like how I approach people. People are mm-hmm. so open, and they understand more about art intrinsically. So a lot of, and especially younger people are like. Oh, so if you were gonna show these somewhere, which which museum would you show at, right. or would you want to be on this market? Or that I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, and so they want to engage back about mm-hmm. what I'm doing, and it's the same thing with people coming in the shop. Like, New Orleans shoppers know what they want. Right. <laughs> they recognize designers from all over the country, mm-hmm. and um, and their own folks. Yeah, it's I very definitive. It. They, the, the people of New Orleans recognize their artists yeah they, and then they do a darn good job there's not that many of them this is not that big yeah. a city but they really do support yeah. mm-hmm. you know the best that they can i mean sometimes i get like wow you know we're, we're almost tapping them out my yeah. god they're fabulous you mm-hmm. know so yeah they know who we are too yeah mm-hmm. very very well now tammy miss debbie told me she's from Maine, lived in Dallas, Texas, yeah, and now she's here. <laughs> so, are you from here? No, and I like one of the things I've enjoyed at, like, as people have come in and out listening to Rebecca and Debbie talk is um, women's lives. I think tend to be like I was here, and then I was here, and then I was here. And if you told the story, it seems very fragmented, but it makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> to like how it ha- like this kind of morphed into this, mm-hmm. which morphed into this, and like we feel the connection with how it happened, but it does seem very fragmented telling the story. But uh, I grew up in Iowa, uh, and then I went uh, to Columbia College in Chicago for undergrad, and then end up uh, living there an extra eight years running the uh, digital lab for the photo department. And then moved to Tennessee to go to grad school, (laughs) and then stayed there for another, uh, was like, four or so years uh, and taught photography. No, I am looking at it. You don't crack. I'm almost 30. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm almost 40. Tammy, you do not look I know. 40. Nice. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so then uh, I taught photography and then I didn't want to teach. Other, I didn't want to be in colleges anymore. I don't <laughs> Right? Right? Too funny. You've been been here too long. But I've been um, teaching just for too long and kind of just wanted to be out in the world more. And Mm. um, and, as many people, how you arrive in New Orleans, I was invited down. I'd never been before. Mm. I was invited down um, to speak about photo books for Photo NOLA one Mm. year. And I was like, this is a pretty cool city. I'll definitely be back. Like, this yeah. is definitely on the list now of places I'll go. And then I went back, and I was like, I should probably go down for Mardi Gras, which was just, like, a little bit later. Oh, Call up my friend. She lets me stay at a couch. And in. then I'm like, as soon as I got home, I'm like, I'm going to plan my next trip down. Yes, and then, like, I, I didn't really have, like, I was teaching adjuncts and doing a couple things because I had quit my other job, and I was like, Instead of planning another trip, I'm just gonna move. Just like, you know, pack up a U-Haul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might as well. Yeah. So funny. Wow, the lady does that. You know, That's how I was again stalking your um, your webpage. You had this quote. You wrote it about being in New Orleans, yeah. and you were um, you talked about 
uh, the Greek gods. And I was like, this is interesting. Now, is that poetry? Because they definitely read like poetry. I do, like, I like, I think people miss the point, not, not that New Orleans has have a point, but like they miss the atmosphere of New Orleans if they say it's in the past. Because mm-hmm. it's very contemporary. But it, it, I think they almost, to me, there's a different time flow mm-hmm. where things can go very slow and very fast all at the same time like there's a spiral mm-hmm. and so like I, I kind of like the the Greek mythology stuff compared to here where there's like chaos and war and revelry and like it's the best and the worst of everything mm-hmm. in this kind of like very Morpheus like <laughs> changing place yeah, it <laughs> and people is. say like it stays the same, but like it does and it does like every like it can change in an instant. Right. And, and I think what I love about here is how long have you been here? Almost two years now. Like okay. everybody's in your business, which I like. Like you can't you walk down the street uh, and you're doing something like what's that? What yeah. are you doing? And like that's the kind of person <laughs> I am. So it's like so what what exactly do you do? And like like what's going on here? Southern hospitality, <laughs> being in your business. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, you do have to be in the moment here mm-hmm. because it's it's in flux in a different way than any other place. Like, you have to be present to react. Right. Or it'll knock you out. Yes, <laughs> it will. You are normally just selling on your website, or do you have a shop somewhere? I have done probably everything there is to be done here in NOLA. I have been in galleries. Um, I have been in shops. My my work has been in shops since I've actually even come out with it because I did not come out with my bead work um, Mm -hmm. as in making it available for other people to to acquire um, until 2006. So after Katrina, we'd come back home and, and, you know, I've just always had, I've worked many, 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 many different things and I've lived in a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. I'm just naming Dallas. Um, I've, I've lived, I mean, I think so <laughs> we've yes. all lived like yeah. yes you know I, I I look back and it was just like you know I, I look back and counted I've had six different states licenses it, wow you know, so, I've so yeah lived. Tammy don't so have I I'm telling yes. you like but this year and last year I've had so many different area codes I'm like <laughs> maybe they're gonna start thinking I'm a yeah wanted no I'm not it's just like life because yeah. it's yeah. so segmented but then it all connects. Like you were saying, Tammy, like, how did I get from Michigan to Indiana now to, where am I? Yeah. Yes. And it really does come together. Mm-hmm. I, for me, it's becoming much, much more clear um, all of my life and how, how it just was experiences, 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 and they seem fragmented, like you say, you know, um, for, for the longest time, but at a point, <laughs> magic numbers, um, <laughs> basically for me, for me, it was like once I turned 50, mm-hmm. and yes, I'm older than 50, but um, once I turned 50. You don't look a day older than 20. <laughs> yeah, I am so glad I'm past 20. Because black don't crack. Yes, it is. Yes, Yeah, but you know, I love the fact that I am a lot older than 20. <laughs> because it does. It, for me, it's come together very much. Now I see... Oh, all that stuff that used to cause me all kinds of angst and stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. if I knew then what I know now, you know, and it's just always just like, 
oh, wow, that's why that happened. You know, yeah. it's, that's why I went through all that craziness. Right. You know, now I can shift it in with this that I didn't know was going to come here and et cetera. You know, so, and so, it, and so many of these things have just, Shanga is one part of that. Like, it's only one part of that. It's only more recent, you know. Mm -hmm. But she has been, as, as a part of me, it ha I have had my work around the area almost everywhere, probably. And I physically have been in those places that my work has not, say, like Jazz Fest or something like that. There are people that's like, aren't you selling at Jazz Fest this year? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Okay, you know. It's okay. You're right. You know, it's I'm like. I'm still here. It's, yeah, exactly. And, and it's just like, it's still get, you know, I'm, my work is still, you know, recognized. Right. It's all right. You know. I still am worth something. Yes, exactly. You know, right. it's just like, like, because there is a lot of, there's a ton of, like, interesting side opportunities and, and, and venues and, and things that are not that more mainstream kind of thing. There's all kinds of, it's mm -hmm. not unusual for a pop-up to pop up in New right. Orleans. It's not at all. It's, mm -hmm. I've been part of several of them, you know. It's like um, just over the years. So that in this time, though, actually this time here in New Orleans being post-Katrina, and we do speak of that still, you know, in those terms, pre and post some of these things were not moving as quickly as, as they are now. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. there was that big jangle, and it did make room for that. In some ways, that's really exciting and really, you know, awesome. But in other ways, it, and for other folks, some folks, it's a little bit too much, like, change. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and and too, too impactful in, in, in ways that people don't really know how it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. um, I think that those of us who have the opportunity or who have had the opportunity to, I've lived here 20 years, so I, you know, it's like kind of blows my mind because I used to be gypsy-esque and I used to mm -hmm. travel, and now it's like when I do the math, it's just like I've been here 20 years. How yeah. does that happen? I've been here it happens a lifetime. So quickly. And yes. it happens so quickly. And so that by being here all that time, and it's just like kind of like, oh, wait a minute, you know, yeah, I really did, I really have traveled. I really right. have, you know. <laughs> it's just like not for the past twenty years. How's that? Yeah, I've been out of college now for like twelve years, yeah. and my ten-year reunion is coming up next summer. And I'm like, wow, where did that time go? Really? Exactly. Like that's so interesting. It's it's crazy. Yeah, time. Tammy, you have been here in New Orleans for two years, and you've been a photographer. How long have you? I'm not gonna dare I say, been in business as a photographer. <laughs> How long have you pursued, have yeah, been yeah. pursuing your passion? Um, I was more serious as like a high schooler mm -hmm. and I've gotten progressively more like, like it'll all work out. So when I was in high school, like I liked art, but I was like, I don't like what's actually, I grew like it was Iowa you would work at the uh, which my parents did push me like you gotta move because like if you stay in Iowa there's mm -hmm. no farming anymore mm -hmm. um, you'll work at MCI's call center or Gateway mm -hmm. Computers and Gateway Computers doesn't exist anymore and the call center probably doesn't either mm -hmm. and so like you gotta get to college you gotta do something and they were never I put a lot more restrictions on the thoughts of what I could be than they ever put on me they, mm -hmm. like all they wanted to do was like push you get to college nice. just get hand gone to college and it was like get to college get out of get out of town. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like, okay, I like art, but I need to do something serious. 
So I found <laughs> I found a co- I found a college that did arts management, which was Columbia okay. in Chicago. And so I did one whole year in that where it was like a lot doing book stuff and talking about marketing mm-hmm. and management and the, you know the crazy artist. And um, so you had to take a certain number of credits in in an art. So like photography or film or graphic design or something so you could kind of understand what it was like to be an artist and so my third semester I took a photography class and I had the best professor he looked like a janitor Um, he like he seemingly had no plan but it was like a great plan for me and it was like it was an all-day Saturday class for people who couldn't fit in the dark room and the um, lecture side on different days mm-hmm. and like halfway through the semester I was talking about photography so much that my mom finally said have you considered changing your major and I was like I can do that and, like it was me tell, like telling me I couldn't and so I went in the next day to school and it was like changed my major and I've been doing photography ever since <laughs> and um No matter what I do for money, I'll always be doing photography because it keeps me engaged in the world in a really great way. And Mm -hmm. like photography, like I like the blue collarness of photography, Mm -hmm. where it's like getting out, pounding the pavement, doing work. And so, like I've been fortunate; I've never had any sort of like writer's block or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Because if I get out and I move, I'm working. Yeah, and exactly. So it. It kind of compartmentalized slightly. Sometimes it, it intersects more and sometimes it doesn't, but like I make money and then I do photography. I try not to put pressure on that. And I think a lot of the people that I met early on through school or otherwise, photography is nice in that it rewards people who stick around in a lot of ways. So, like, it's not unusual for someone in their 50s to finally get major grants and major museum things. And so it's like you're a, a war of attrition. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you've been pounding, like you were saying, you were pounding the pavement for the past 50 years, yeah. and now it's your time to shine because you've been digging yeah. this tunnel, and now, yeah, and you deserve it. And very nice. Like, mm-hmm. I uh, was in an amazing show at the Ogden with other photographers in town. Oh, nice. and like. One of the things I really loved about uh, Richard, who curated the show, it was like uh, 11 of us total, and nobody was a jerk. I've stayed in touch with everybody in the show, and they're Good. like so awesome, and everybody mm-hmm. does something different, and there's not competition in that way. And then um, there's gonna, people recognizing like, hey, I can do me. You can yeah. do you. We don't have to compete. And yeah. we are supporting each other, yeah. lifting each other up. People have been very receptive here. And like I try to concentrate on community here and then also like showing my stuff to everybody else through the Internet and through zines mm-hmm. and kind of sharing in a couple different ways. I keep hearing zines. I'm you mean magazines, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's kind I'm of like, like... I keep hearing zines. I'm going to be intelligent and yeah, think yeah. that it's a magazine. It's kind of... Zines is kind of the shorthand where it's also like an ethos with it. So it's like, do it yourself, make it yourself, try to make it affordable for radical. And it's also... It came from like a tr- culture of trading too. So like in the early 90s, was it really had its heyday. So like people writing about music, people writing about 
um, things they were passionate about, political things, and they would Xerox it. And then, because there wasn't the internet community, you would like send, you would get lists of people who did zines, and then you would mail trade with them. And then it had a big resurgence, probably five, ten years ago again, when I think because everything went on the internet, yeah, you could find things, okay. and then how do you make a personal experience again, yeah. and like not look at everything as a JPEG, like what mm. does it look in a physical form, like you're touching it, you're sharing with like a physical thing with a person, mm-hmm. um, and like the New Orleans uh, Comic and Zine Fest is a really big deal, yeah, and so there's awesome. like a big community in town, and then a big community worldwide, and it's cool to like get what you're passionate about yeah. down and yeah. that's cool i was connecting it with e-zines which is a lot closer to the regular magazine yeah. type thing yeah. now it sounds like it's absolutely partly its own kind of cultural oh definitely thing and, and a way and of putting it together like sometimes an aesthetic comic. where it's like cut and glue and scotch taped and then xeroxed um, oh, cool. but it could also be um printed from an online company now and then like I, I tend to do a mix of like getting the pages printed at a certain place and then I do hand binding so like long stitching the edge or just doing like a simple so it's square like knot. creating your own magazine yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, tell us your yeah. favorite mag or sorry your favorite zine I know. I'm, I'm so interested now. In the shop, I really love Got a Girl Crush. Got a Girl Crush. Where they crush. do more kind of uh, better paper, thicker, more expensive, mm-hmm. um, and it's articles, art, things like that. And then they also do um, just Xerox folded staples. Okay. And so you can kind of go with either version, and it's um, people sharing stories and art, and like, wow. it's just a. It's, it's oh, like so it's a multi, actually multi, m- multiple pieces to it. It can be, yes. Yes, um, and and so it can be like poets and and you, you just it, yes, yes. There's a whole lot of ways to put it together, yeah. but it's kind of a visual media kind of yeah created. I see the zine part. And so like uh, it's like the published part. It's, it's yeah. like you make it, you yes. publish it, you, you put it out there for sure. Um, in, in this way. moment, yeah, my easy. mind is blown. Okay, cool. And, like, I don't really actually publish a, a necklace that I make, so yeah. that's like kind of a difference. This is kind of like a published kind of thing. You put and it and it's together. probably similar to like um, we sell in a shop um, a chat book by uh, Frequency, and so I think it might also be different vocabulary for different so like visual artists probably call it a zine a spoken word artist would might call it a chat book oh how excellent <laughs> awesome and i betcha there isn't really one yet developed for the the functional craft art world however that means there's room yeah <laughs> <laughs> how very cool Okay, so what is a normal day for you? I, this is a question for... That's a huge question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have a normal day. What about a normal day here? A norm- so far. <laughs> I mean, it's not been really set up of anything <laughs> normal. <laughs> but what would you think would be a normal Who day? Who said that? That's funny. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am recording them right now, and so, no, 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 no worries, just, but you have to say hello. Well, hello. Hello, and um, you are here 
supporting the less than 100. Are you trying to put words in my mouth? I am not, but I just assume. <laughs> I'm here because of the news article on, on, on television. Okay. Oh, yes, that's why, but the problem is I see so many things. At my, at my age, I'm trying to get stuff out of my house. <laughs> and you, you come here and you want to buy everything. Oh, this is great, this is great. Oh, that coffee, oh, that's good. <laughs> this is so great. Oh, thank yeah. you. Oh, and, and a good, good job. I read an article that says every time you leave your house, take at least one thing, maybe 20. <laughs> or better yet, you're bringing back 20 things, well, right? Please take out more than you take in. Uh, and I just dropped off a bag of stuff up at No Police Market. Mm. You know, where they oh, yeah. To, to animal causes, and they said, well, where, where do you want this stuff to go to? I said, anywhere. <laughs> just take it off for me. It's hard, it's hard job because it takes your time. Yeah. Well, anyway. that's, that's, that's part of like what we're talking about, too. How much time it takes to work. How much of our world it takes. You know, and we're here we are, the, the idea of the shop, of this wage inequality, and it's just like, we, women as women, we spend the same amount of time. We have the same amount of time as anybody else, and, you know? And, and it's just like, this is what we have. Why should we still have it be an equal? It's the equal amount well, of time. You know, when you're not the ones in power, you can't, you know, that, that's the whole thing. They need to elect more women to office, more women need to run. Yes. They need to put elected Republicans. Yes. <laughs> uh, she said it, I didn't. Well, no, I'm sure there's some good Republicans out yeah. there, but they're in the wrong party. Yes. At this time, absolutely. Well, and when you At see who's time, running, you, you have like 16 people who are horrible. Mm -hmm. And three people who are pretty decent, and one of them is really crazy. <laughs> and the middle one's okay too. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, it's it's the way it is, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, yeah it's well, an interesting time because because yeah. it's so like. But how can I don't know how they can see these people if you're the Republican, you see these people, and they, can't you like be so ashamed? But I think there's brain differences <laughs> because you can't. Be logical and, and you know go for those people. After you close shop today, what's happening for you tonight? What are you getting into? Are you going home and making some more tiaras? Are you? Do you have a, a photo shoot coming up? Or I think for the shop, one of the things that I feel really it's special where I can be here and listen to people's stories and and share some of mine and like really engage. Um, it's exhausting in a good way. So I've been going to, to bed <laughs> fairly early. <laughs> and it's like, I, like, it's good that it's a finite time mm -hmm. for this. Cause like I can expend all my energy during the day yes. mm -hmm. and then go home and just conk out. I'm probably yes. going to watch some really bad TV that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and yes. just chill tonight. Yeah, that's good. You know, that, that that's really true. I mean, my personal experiences with pop-ups, that's kind of the, the yeah. deal, you know, because you can put all kinds of, and especially in something like this with a with a mission, with a reason, a something that's very, very emotionally engaging, yeah. you know, the only way it really could really be effective is to have it be fine, yeah. you know. Yeah. And as for myself, I am, I've actually... Tonight, I will be beading because I started another necklace um, or neck piece. I'm not really sure what it's going to end up choosing to be, but because mm -hmm. I never really know until it's finished. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, you're done now? Okay. Um, which is rather interesting because I've been having a really kind of hard time over the last week or two um, beading. I, you know, it's just like, man, I'm supposed to be beading now. And I'm it's just not coming to you? It just, it just 
yeah, no, exactly. It wouldn't come to me. So mm-hmm. I actually, sometimes that means that I have to pay attention to the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I still have to do the dishes. Because um, <laughs> you're so distracted by something that's not complete. Mostly because, like most women, I have... I'm much, much more than my beadwork, you know? Yeah. And I have much, much more in my world to attend to and that I have to pay attention to. I, right. I know that are, and they're not going to go away and just because I'm, you know, sometimes I put them off for a very long time. It just gets really scary when I'm in the middle of my, like, bead-making periods when I actually have to really, you know, for whatever reason, it's near Mardi Gras and lots mm-hmm. of people want specific things or I'm, it's a period of time that designs keep flowing. Mm-hmm. But then during those times, my house is like. Isn't that such a testament? It's like. It's frightening. If you don't have. you, There will never be complete balance. Like you're yes. always into one thing, and that one thing is going to be beautiful, but yet you have like a pile of clothes. <laughs> yes. You know, you haven't washed in how many weeks? Reality, you know? Yeah. And that's one of the things that I you know I've spent a real lot of time. And this is kind of brought. This, this shop and the things that, that this is about and these conversations have kind of like identified for me, um, I feel so validated. Because mm-hmm. I've thought about these things, wage inequality, feminism, you know, how often I have had difficulties being able to um, value myself mm-hmm. with my work, through my work, etc. And sometimes it would be the other works that I've done because I, you know, like I say, I, this is not what, what I've done for mm-hmm. money and even for my heart only. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not what happens in our world. You know, you live more than, you know, 10 years, then you're going to have lots of different things you do, you know, over time. You know, it's like you're not doing the same thing you did when you were 20, mm-hmm. you know, when you're 30. And you're not going to do the same thing. You encompass that, you know, and, and having all that encompassed and seeing how it grows with you, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and what happens. And it's like, yeah, you know, nonetheless, I really didn't have housework. To deal with yeah. that much when I was in my 20s and 30s because I lived in apartments by myself and I lived pretty much only in a bathing suit because I lived on Miami Beach and you know I yeah, just really didn't have all this it was up that way mm-hmm. you know and I didn't have the, the husband to do the laundry for and you know and <laughs> and oh uh, you know mm-hmm. and for better or worse yeah mm-hmm. there's a reason that bow is that way um you know it's like hey for better or for worse it's the way it is yeah um you know in and so my my world is really different. So yeah, now you know I, I it, there isn't such a thing for me at this point as I, I would like to have more of a schedule, but I just don't have it. You know. It's so like, like so, do you either of you do you um, make work for people specifically, or like do you make work to go in a shop? Oh. So I can call you and say, Miss Debbie, I saw this really awesome design. Can you make it for me? That's my that's my artwork. Okay. The pieces that I put in places, put in shops or in gallery, etc. Mm-hmm. Mostly, mostly they're for people to see what I do because my work is quite unusual, and so that's one of the reasons why it doesn't really work very well online. Mm. I, I do not have a good online business because people can see it a, a tiara, a beaded tiara, mm-hmm. and they think. It's just like anything else that they've ever seen, but when no, they actually so actually beautiful. see it yes. and touch it and get to interact with it, there's a lot of energy that work that has been involved. So my my art, my work, my is mostly custom. I that's what I thrive on, mm. you know. And again, I really have to 
the earrings, my earrings all the way. I love my earrings. They're, to me, like the bread and butter thing. People know what earrings are. Mm -hmm. They know what to do with them. Um, they know when and where they can wear a style that looks yeah. like this at any given point so that I don't have to spend as much energy or work or one-on-one or, or -on -one mm -hmm. with them to understand what is there as I would with a tiara. I spent quite a lot of time actually... <laughs> grilling you actually <laughs> you you were so gracious when I first came here to drop off my work and, mm -hmm. and since I love to talk so much and beloved Tammy was the one who actually <laughs> was the one who accepted my work I so had no actual vision of what your visions were for this place I just could not catch it and I was trying that's what yeah. most of that was I was trying to get this idea and the way I tend to do that is I just mm -hmm. talk, 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 talk. That's okay. <laughs> and I grilled her practically of, of why my work has to be actually talked about mm -hmm. and because people don't recognize, you know. So we went over that very same thing that I was saying because when it goes into, it goes into shop, I'm usually the one who has to actually mm. work with it because, again, all that. And so it was kind of a, a, a leap of faith for me because I've been burnt very many times mm -hmm. of putting my work in to galleries or shops that where other people were selling it or even just talking about it or whatever. And um, that that wouldn't be well done <laughs> or, <laughs> or well conveyed. So it's a leap of faith that every time I put my work elsewhere where I'm not like every day being the one there working with it. Because that's your baby. That's your baby. And just like with Amps Connected, I even though it's like this idea of, of people... I feel like I can't even explain it very well because it's such a huge idea and I, I'm just sitting and I can understand what you're saying about your beating. It's like, no, it's not just another ear cuff being sold. This is actually, there's words behind my craft. Yes, and stories, mm -hmm. as, I, as yeah. I said to, to Tammy. And the thing that makes me really excited about here and about Tammy is that, um, and, and all the ladies who are part of this, is they got that they grok that they're completely connecting right and you know and and that's a, a you know that's a fundamental it's a fun not only fundamental it's something that we have to get back to a lot more i'm gonna give you a, this ticket and you can go anywhere in the world and you can meet anybody in the whole world with this one ticket you are going to present this person your art so where are we going and who are we seeing very very specifically i i mean there are bunches of people, but very quickly and very for I'll a give long you, time. I'll give you as many tickets as you want. I have many Sky Miles. Okay. Oh, check you out. That's awesome. No, my the the one person that I absolutely I've already made it for her, <laughs> and um, it exists. It's in the physical for her, and that is I would go to Chicago and I would go to Oprah Winfrey, mm -hmm. and I would give her a beaded magnolia that I have created. Um, and it's 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 outrageously so nice. amazing. Well, there's reason for that. She is a Georgia girl, yeah. and so magnolias would mean something to her. Mm -hmm. um, my magnolia, I, I it was very dream. It, it, all these things get inspired by dreams, but but really worked with because I couldn't figure out how to make the petals look mm -hmm. the way I wanted them to. Mm -hmm. So they had to teach me in a class in my sleep. And they actually did. <laughs> I, I, I do have what I call my bead guides, and they, they guides, and they, they do either inspire me or they give me ideas, and sometimes they tell me exactly what to make. And 
also, if I can't figure out, if I can't figure a technique out that I just really wanted to look a specific way and I can't quite physically figure it out, mm -hmm. I will often get dream classes. I can't see who it is. Mm -hmm. I don't get even see hands. That's I, I interesting. Just, what is a dream it. class? That's that's it. You know, I get to have. I have different kinds of dreams. I have different qualities of dreams. I call them, and some of them are classes, mm -hmm. um, and um, some of them are teaching things where I have to actually um, like figure something out. Mm -hmm. Where and those are just you know figure it out kind of dreams. Sometimes I have classes. Sometimes I have prophecy dreams. Sometimes I have this, that, and the other. So, but a class dream, a B class dream, is I you know it. They, I will be told exactly how to how to work the wire or whatever That's I so need to do. Interesting. It's very fascinating because yeah. it's like. I, those I actually see. I'm, I'm very conceptual in my dreaming, so usually I don't see things per se. I'll just kind of like know them. I, I, they come to me. How often do you dream beating? Yes. How often do I dream beating? Mm -hmm. um, I don't sleep well. I, I don't. I don't even know how to answer that. Um, artists, whenever I need to. Artists I guess are so fascinating. It. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> like I. I don't even. I, it's just like we're, I don't have words for that. Whenever I need it. Um, mm -hmm. And. That will also, whenever something needs to be made, um, many pieces of my work are, are, I get told that this needs to be made, mm -hmm. and usually it'll be like a tiara, or it doesn't really matter. I mean, sometimes it needs to be made in specific colors because they're significant for whoever that's for. Mm -hmm. And since it's not for me, I have to get that from somewhere, you mm -hmm. know? And so there's almost like a coordination that gets done for the person that it's for, yeah. and me as the hands who can make it mm -hmm. and receive the, ins the instructions of to make uh, it. I understand. Yes, and so I get to make it, and then it gets to wait until the person, and that's an amazingly magical thing. Mm -hmm. So then they'll come, and they'll show up, and they uh, it's made for them. You cool. know, and it's there. Cool. It belongs to them. We decided that we're flying to connect with Oprah. Mm -hmm. um, Tammy, Tammy popped in. <laughs> um, so you can meet anyone you would like to meet to connect with that person on your on an artistry level. Who would that person be? Well, right now, I pre uh, the three of us at Bacchanal. <laughs> Bacchanal. What is what is bacchanal? A night like uh, wine and cheese and like small plates and some music and just us talking. Okay, I'm down. Really I am down. Really I'm cool. down. When, where, and we could do that sometime before you take off. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to Bacchana. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just hanging out, eating, talking. Oh, okay. Regular normal thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'm, I guess. Earlier in the day, Willie Mays. Oh, I, I like Willie Mays. I think I would just learn something from talking, and that mm -hmm. might reflect later in a photo. Being in the world, like talking to people, and and I guess I prefer like the people I'm around and someone that I have the connection with. And mm -hmm. I'm sure there's like a list of people that I would kind of want to meet. But sometimes when you meet people mm, that you admire, yeah. they're not <laughs> quite <Yeah>. as amazing. <laughs> so I guess I would put my bet on, <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
I totally yes. understand. Because it's so interesting to see celebrities. You see them in a film, and then they go on Instagram or Twitter, and it's like, whoa, I did not see that side of you coming. Yeah. yeah. Rebecca popped in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am giving you a ticket to anywhere in the world and you can see be with anyone you want to be with mm -hmm. to share your art who would that person be well i guess that's kind of that's interesting there so i think that one of the places that i'm actually that i find i'm like that artists are coming from that whose work i'm really interested in is australia mm -hmm. like a ton of female australian artists who are like just badasses like mm -hmm. they are making really neat things mm. um and i've found them mostly through social media through like instagram that's like my favorite thing in the right. world and it's been like the best connector for yeah. me yeah um so i love but i also love like mexico city mm. um i have a lot of like those two places i think are both like very like i can sort of picture them in my brain this this picture of them in my brain is like very bright and colorful mm -hmm. and like so, I mean, I would love to see those places. I know this also sounds weird, but it's like, there's sort of, I, it's almost like I work in extremes where it's like, I would like to go by myself. I like, travel, I like, <laughs> That's I like okay. traveling by myself. I do too. I like going to things <laughs> by myself. Yeah. Um, but I guess, cause, and then I think it's just that way. It's, it's this funny thing where, again, like being a facilitator, like if I can come meet someone for five minutes and then it's gone and then like. <laughs> All they had was five minutes, but man, what a five minutes it was. Right. Um, like, that would be kind of a nice thing to do, I guess. Yeah, like, um, so those are probably the two places I'd like to go. And I guess if I could, I mean... I have many Sky Miles, so however many tickets you need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. But I guess, I mean, yeah, there's something... What, what's really cool is that I'm so much more interested in, like... I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody who kind of does something like I like I do that I really follow and I'm interested in, like a shop owner. And there, there are, there are tons of really cool shop owners. There's um, there's a great store um, in Los Angeles mm -hmm. called the Pygmy Hippo Shop that I think is really cool. And there's also another shop like in Portland called Flutter that I think is really cool that does a Which great- Which Portland? Uh, Oregon. Um, not Maine. <laughs> um, it matters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like that's cool. Um, I really like I like both of what those places do, and they do a great mix of like vintage stuff and local designers and fun novelties, and it's great. And I I I really like both of those stores. But I'm so much more interested in like the the person next to me making a thing, and like again, like I said, like watching a process of watching mm -hmm. this person who starts out kind of small and then seeing how it grows is so cool. And again, like the the excessive like somebody that you know I can watch make a like make a thing on social media and then connect mm -hmm. with them because they want to do something that's just like so cool yeah. that that's hmm. that's how I've been able to find that like it sort of makes it just equalizes everybody a mm -hmm. little bit and there's nobody that that feels I mean I, people still feel like inaccessible but it's like it's a lot easier to have this platform and like I could maybe hang out with anybody for like like any like dream person. Yeah. Like, like Amy Sedaris. Okay. I'd love to hang out with her for a minute. Like she. I don't know her. Amy Sedaris is a writer, an actress. Uh, she's a crafter. She is. Um, she is a performer. She's sort of, and she's sort of like a personality, like mm -hmm. in all of that. It's mm -hmm. almost like the charm of Amy Sedaris isn't even necessarily in what she makes. It's just in who, who she, she is. is. Mm. Um, she's amazing she's so funny she had a show on comedy central called strangers with candy for a long time uh -huh. she's written two different books one's like a hospitality book and one's a craft book but like 
They're very, very, very cheeky, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like people who don't take themselves seriously. Oh, right? I like have no, like, I just can't. <laughs> I can't, you know, like I can't relate. I can't. Look, I am recording, again, I'm recording with an iPhone yeah, 4, like, 5, whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. Just so laugh like, at yourself. It's, it's just so much fun. Like if yeah. you have to have like a sense of humor <laughs> about it. There's an artist named Wayne White who's really awesome. Um, there was a documentary that came out about him a couple years ago called Beauty is Embarrassing. And Wayne White um, is a guy who, he's a painter, and his thing was he went to thrift stores and found, like, landscape paintings Mm -hmm. and then painted words and phrases over them. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was, he's a puppeteer. He created all of the puppets for Pee-wee's Playhouse. What? Um, He's a set designer. He's a, you know, a music video director. He's just this guy who, like, it's, he's from the South. Mm-hmm. Um, and this documentary on him was just so wonderful and cool and neat. And he just, he's, his wife is a, is like a comic book artist and like, that's really cool. His son is an artist. It's just, they're really fun. And, um, and like Todd Oldham, who's a fashion designer and has since moved into like, he's sort of like a book curator and now like publisher and he's really cool. There's just so much. And again, it's like, like it's, there's so much to consume, but it's so exciting because mm-hmm. there's, it's all so good. Like some days it's like one of those moments where you're like on the internet and you're like, Oh, it just keeps getting better. It just yeah. gets better. It's getting better. And like, it's the same thing with, with people and like everybody's got something to offer and mm-hmm. like everybody has a neat thing that they're doing. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you were, you were saying you're a singer, yes. but you also are going to take the bar again. Yeah. And like, how cool that like, you can be a multi, you can be a lawyer singer. There's nothing, right? stu- you know what I mean? Actually, exactly. just in October, this is November, yeah. this year is like crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah. In October, I went to a career day mm-hmm. for little kindergartners and they were like, so who are you? And I was like, I'm a singing attorney. And they were like, what? Yeah. What is that? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just did it, <laughs> just I guess. <laughs> right. Like, that's what's so cool too. Right. It's like, you can be 10 different things mm-hmm. and whether that's because the economy Forces you to have to be ten different things in order to make ends meet. Right, like consultant and a small business owner and a this, but you also work in a coffee shop and a movie right. theater. Like, you know, all of those things. Like, it's just nice that you can entertain any thought you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you can do, you can, you can try it all out. Basically, if you want to, you can. And that's that's like the cool thing too is seeing all these different like there's a, there's there's tons of different like magazines in the store are you and, talking about those zines <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like the forms are so different you can print out the pages and staple them together and boom you've made a magazine tammy gave us like a whole lesson because i had no idea what a zine was <laughs> yeah isn't it oh my yeah. god what a tremendous and like the the really cool thing or the interesting thing i guess too is that for like with the with the sort of like advent of the internet like mm-hmm. a zine is it's there's a return to it the same way that there's this return to like american-made products that last forever and mm-hmm. then like you know because it's it's this idea of like well, everything's so fast and quick and easy and you can just google something and find mm-hmm. it and it connects you it's wonderful and awesome but there's something like the sense of discovery that for a lot of people of a certain age zines were the only way they found out about alternative subcultures mm-hmm. or you know finding like likeness with someone right. who, you know and and for like a lot of people that was a great way you like you mailed people like and you were you they sent you their ca- it's just it's so cool it was a different form of connection it was right. easy and that you had to like you know make a little more effort and it was like kind of this cool underground movement thing and now there's this really neat return to it and the internet's awesome because 
you can you can make one that looks nicer and then than just photocopying it and copying mm-hmm. and pasting and stuff like that and like you know going to your mom's like office and being like can I use the copy machine <laughs> and like you know stuff like that it's really cool to like to see and that people kind of now want that like the like small boutique feeling of like mm-hmm. oh this is all it's neat and one of a kind. It's kind of the same idea with zine culture, like that's returning. It's just it was really cool. Osa, um, in addition to her pottery, teaches part time art classes, and at the school she's at, all the kids are making zines. Yeah. And so it like we were kind of talking about how working with kids and zines makes you feel like you. It's a good way to feel what's relevant to them, right? Because you write about whatever. So like there are a couple people that did like Selena Gomez mm-hmm. zine. Yeah. There was a Homestuck scene, like all these different things that they're really into and they would make a ma- like their zine about it. And then um, I volunteered last year at the CAC where the they have a teen leadership program. The and CAC? The, uh, Contemporary Art Center in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. I've yeah, been yeah. there. Yeah. And so they have a, a, a pretty strong teen leadership program and they made a zine where they um, asked all the area high school uh, students to send in poetry and art and lists or anything that they wanted to do and then they um put it all together in a zine and then had it at their opening launch party so it's like a good window into like what is the most interesting to a person right now yeah and and there's just like look at how cool it is that like we can't stop talking about like what's happening and what's Mm -hmm. going on and everybody's like there's something i mean i'm there's like three things that i want to do tomorrow to go see it's kind of it's like overwhelming, but it's so cool that like there's so many neat things going on and everybody has projects that they're doing and it's just like that's again the thing. It's so cool that um that there's just so much happening and that like it's it's so exciting. Yeah. I think just being here, being back in the city is so awesome because like you said, yes, every a lot is happening right now and I'm so happy that I'm here now being a part of less than 100. Mm-hmm. We've been talking for <laughs> like almost two hours. This has been awesome. Yeah. Do y'all have any any more projects coming up? Where can we see you in the future yeah. as artists or even as less than 100? Um, so nationally, the, the best thing to do if you're in another, um, if you're somewhere else and you're interested, lessthan100.org is the website. Um, kind of follow there to see where it goes to next. Uh, I think Tammy and Alana. I think Tammy mentioned it's Indianapolis is the next venture. What? I will be in Indi. I will be in Indianapolis December thirteenth. Nice. Yeah. So you should. There's. I, I. It'll probably take some time before it actually gets get you know gets there. Mm-hmm. But um, less than one hundred dot org. Tammy and I, two or a couple of days ago, we're just so excited about the momentum that we've gotten from this and the like the response that. We are trying to figure out what we can do next that involves women and artists and retail and putting it all together. So we're we're figuring that out, whether that's a workshop space or an event. You know, like we we're trying to figure that out. So um, it's sort of hard. I mean, like um, I guess the the best. Gosh, I have to I'd have to ask Tammy about the best place to contact her. But I think again, because I'm a huge like. Instagram person, the best thing would be probably to follow Six Impossible Shop on Instagram. That's probably the only thing I, I update with any consistency. That's the best place to kind of find out what's next. And um, I don't know, Debbie, what is, what's next for you? Um, most of the time, I never really know. The one thing that I know pretty much is Mardi Gras. 
Um, oh, <laughs> you know, um, is Mardi Gras in March or February this year? Oh, I don't know. It's not, it's really it's like February sixth. Like oh wow, Tuesday. it's really it's early. Super early. Yeah, well, it's been real late for the last several of them. So yeah, yeah, and I never really know like when it is until like you know until two weeks it? before it. If you're like, oh, oh wait, okay. the like traffic. A, oh, it, oh, there's a float. That's oh, why. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is, you know. No, actually, actually, on uh, my big way of staying connected to everybody and everything is is Facebook. So mm -hmm. that's uh, my friends will start speaking about <laughs> because uh, because my my most of my circle, a lot of my circles are uh, craft artisans, and so mm -hmm. probably about January we'll start talking about. So I'll have an idea when it is about January. You know, I never even know for sure what I'll be making mm -hmm. next. Month. You said Facebook. Mm -hmm. We can reach you at Facebook. Um, do you have any other mm -hmm. websites or I, any other? I have my personal Facebook page for Debbie Rusher, Debbie Anderson Rusher. I have, Shonga has a page, okay. you know, and so it's, it's Facebook slash Shonga Designs. I have a website, shongadesigns.com. Like I do have a set on Instagram presence, a Twitter presence. And what's your Instagram handle? It would be Shanga Designs. Shanga Everything Designs. will be Shanga Designs for Shanga because it is such an unusual name that, mm -hmm. that I don't have to compete with. And I've been online for so long that I don't have to compete with anybody. So well, that's always <laughs> nice. And you know, Shanga is S-H-A-N-G-A. Shanga. Shanga Designs. Okay, and Rebecca, mm -hmm. you said less than 100. We have a link to all the artists who have work in the shop. When you go to lessthan100.org, you click on the 66 link because that's the New Orleans-specific information. And um, you, you just scroll down and all the artists who have work in here. So there is a link to Shang Designs. There is, and to every other artist who's participating in the shop right now. Okay. Yeah. And so do you have a personal website that you can promote or I, where else can we find you? Um, <laughs> I have a, um, I do, I have a, I have like a, I have like a Tumblr that I remember to update. I love Tumblr. I have a Tumblr too. I, um, I never remember. Well, one of the things too is, I mean, I, right now, like, um, I sort of in that sense where like things happened before I was like ready for them, which is like this really cool, Amy Poehler has this like awesome quote where she talks about people do things before they're ready. Mm. Like before you have the right equipment, before you have the long vision, you just like do a thing and then stuff, momentum picks and up and stuff like that. Yes. Um, I have, so I do have a Tumblr and I, I think, I think it's siximpossibleshop.tumblr.com. <laughs> Part of it, uh, and this can be podcast relevant or not, but um, I work full-time at a cafe or part-time at a restaurant in the evenings. I babysit. And I'm here. Wow. So, um, a woman of many hats. I met, but you know what? So many are, like, there's so many people That's who have a thousand jobs and do that because it's, you know, and so a lot of the times, like, I coming home, I like it coming home and getting on the computer, I don't put as much time into those things, which is mm -hmm. why, like, the accessibility of Instagram makes it easy. Yeah. It's just like I can boom, filter it's it, and done. <laughs> Um, that's the best thing, uh, probably to get in contact with me. 60, so mine for Instagram is six impossible shop, S I X I M P O S S I B L E S H O P. Okay. And then, um, less than 100 also has an Instagram. It's at less than 100 and the 100 is numbers. Mm -hmm. We've got, and like, again, all that information is on the website, which is probably the best thing. And yeah, Tammy, you've got your website. Is it just Tammy Merck, your photo? 
TammyMurphyer.com to get her. Tammy is Tammy's also on Instagram. Is your Instagram Tammy Murphyer? Instagram Mur- is Tammy Murphyer Photo. Tam- See, I know her Instagram better than her actual <laughs> website. Um, what is it? Tammy Murphyer? Murphyer Photo. Okay. Um, and Murphyer is M-E-R-C-U-R-E. And I mean, otherwise, it's like... I don't know, email me, rebcaldiaz at gmail.com. I probably want to talk to you. Come visit me. I work at Satsuma. You know, I'm there all the time. I, I promise you I want to talk to you, whoever you are. You're, you're, I want to talk to you about whatever it is that you want to talk about. Good. Um, I love to talk. Yeah. Talking <laughs> is awesome. It's just so cool. It's so much fun. I'm so glad to be, you know, even nonverbal talking is like really cool too. Yeah. I mean, it's any like, kind of yeah. talking. Because sometimes, like, sometimes my friends are like, why are you just sitting there? And I'm like, I don't know, because y'all are just saying so many interesting things. Why should I talk? Like, yeah. <laughs> Less than 100 in this space mm-hmm. at, we're 1612? Mm-hmm. 1612 Aretha Castle Haley. We are in a great, great block where there's there's tons of really cool stuff to see. There's Casa Borrega, Primitivo, Cafe Reconcile, um, Church Alley Coffee Shop is next door. There's um, Zeitgeist, Goods That Matter. There's a lot of stuff that's happening in the neighborhood and... And can you just tell us who are a few of the artists who are here? Yeah. We have Miss Debbie Rusher, mm-hmm. and you are the curator. We have um, photos by Tammy, and there's so much there's more so in much. here. Who, yeah. This quickly, because we have been talking for a long a time. A long time. Yeah. So um, definitely check out the website for further stuff, like if you need names, spellings, and stuff like that. But um, we've got some really incredible artists. We have um, Erica Christmas, who is with Sister Press. She's local. I'm going to give you the local guys first, just to make it easy for you to do it. Holt McCall and Sigourney Morrison. Um, Happy Village Kids. Um, we've got, we've talked a lot about Osa's Pottery, but we've also got um, Rachel DePa. You know, I hate asking for names sometimes because then it's like if you forget someone, yeah. then they're feeling some type of way. And it's like, no, 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 I still love you, but I just forgot. One of the things we, we're, we keep trying to do, too, is making sure that anyone that we talk to, like, press-wise, mm-hmm. that we try to say a different artist every time. Oh, so nice. that it's like if you read this artist, do you hear those people and this artist? Right. I mean? um, okay, so cool. also Marlo Barrera, she's really incredible. Um, she works for Planned Parenthood. She um, she has zines, she has jewelry, she has prints. So she's somebody who's like, I'm doing it all. I'm going to put a little bit of everything in here. That's cool. Keetra Dixon makes the crayons. She's someone that a lot of people were so excited to have their oh, stuff in nice, the shop yeah. with. Um, and there's also like, there's a there's a great collective called She Folk. Um, and they have a little zine in here that's like, it's around here somewhere. It's like women's like short erotic fiction. Oh. But they're really cool. They do a lot of music. Nice story. Yeah, they have really cool... Um, Sheeple. Yeah. They, they're like they're like a publishing house sort of like mm-hmm. they, they do a lot of different materials and stuff like that so nice. um i mean and the, also like the thing worth mentioning is that a lot of these artists work in more than one medium a lot of them do they do a lot of different things they have prints and t-shirts and they make cool. jewelry and stuff like that That's so cool. it's you know you don't have to get stuck in one thing you mm-hmm. can try out lots of stuff Cool. And so you are here until November 30th, yes, right? November 30th. So big party. You know what? I keep looking. That space looks like a DJ should be up there. Yeah. We've got, excuse me, I've contacted two local female DJs about coming in and uh, they, they both spin like great vinyl records. Nice. Um, so we're, uh, I've asked them both if they'd be available on Monday the 30th mm-hmm. um, to do like a closing reception party. Cool. We want to have the artists and anyone who wants to come hang out and at that point, we'd probably do something like 
close up the shop, clear the space, and mm-hmm. make it make it a dance party. I think um, I'm I'm in contact with someone who does a lot of um, pop up bar station setups. Whoa, um, so this could be talking nice. to her, and so like hopefully it'll just be a good time to hang out. People can meet each other if schedules have been crazy, and mm-hmm. and also just like have a good time. I haven't really sat in a bar and had a drink in so long. It'd be nice to get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll keep the couch too for That's a party cool. or two. A pop up bar. Yeah. I've- She's, it's this really, really cool girl. Her name's Jillian Tish. Um, she works right now at the Dirty Coast store um, on Charters, mm-hmm. um, along with my friend Jan Davis, who manages it. It's going to be like, look at the lady. They just like, they list off. Yeah. I could talk to you all day about a thousand different wow. girls doing that stuff. Yeah, but um, girls are cool, boys drool. <laughs> <laughs> so Jillian, um, she does, a, like, Jill does a lot of really cool stuff. And one of the things she does is she... She expresses her artistry through mixing cocktails. Like, that's Whoa, her favorite thing to do. Nice. And, um, and she tries to name them after New Orleans neighborhoods. <laughs> like, she did, like, this great thing that had, like, Guinness that was, like, an Irish channel. That's uh-huh. what she called it and stuff like that. So she's cool. really cool. So hopefully, I haven't contact, contacted her yet, but um, hopefully I can swing her to come on in and do that. That'll be dope. Well, thank you, ladies, for connecting with me and connecting with the listeners of Connected the Podcast. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Thank you.